This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that is as much about the really cool stories that people tell about adventuring as it is about the practicalities of a life well lived. Because when you're on your own personal hero's journey, other people's stories of great accomplishment and overcoming of trials can be very useful, but it's most useful when it's applied to how it can help each of our own situations, how someone else's very different specifics can help the universal. This episode is going to be another solo cast. I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about one of the lessons that I feel that I have learned in the last few weeks. So I'll be back next Tuesday with another conversation with an ordinary person who is living an epic life, but until then, this will be a solo episode. Now if you want to support this project, you can always go to epicordinarylives.com and the current episode will be up and you can always click on the Amazon banner at the top. And this will take you to Amazon.com. And if you ever buy anything, be it books, toys, manuals, toilet paper even, whatever it is, if you buy something on Amazon, then I will get a small percentage back from whatever you buy with no additional cost to you. That's a way to help support the project, and if you want a free option, then writing a review is is just always so deeply appreciated. Again, I am up to 10 reviews, and a friend once told me that most podcasts never get more than 10. This week's episode is going to be about morning routines. Morning routines, or routines in general, are a category that There are many books about, there are many blog posts about, because the fact of the matter is, I guess that's a universal. Everybody wakes up. Everybody has that transition from unconsciousness to their work day or their fun day or whatever day they have. And routines can be so specific to the person. Routines almost tell a a story, like a little mini novel, a novella about that person's life. And I don't know, like my routine has been in certain parts of my life as simple as get up, eat food, eat breakfast, take a shower and go, which spoke to where I was that I had just enough time to get ready and rolling. And I I don't mean this as any way to judge anyone who does not have a routine because routines are only 
useful if they are, if, if they serve some purpose, if they're helpful. So the routine that I have found useful lately has been a real new experience for me because I was never that person that was able to get up and go, to get up and, and get up early enough to have almost like a mini day before the work day. I always struggled with either going to bed early or not being able to sleep. And I think that's a huge aspect of a morning routine is the ability to get up. (laughs) And the ability to get up is, of course, connected to the ability to go to sleep the night before. So that's where I'll start. One of the lessons I feel I've learned is the power of cold showers. Now, I wrote about cold showers years ago because if you look at the information on cold showers, they offer a great many number of health benefits. They increase the body's production of norepinephrine, which is one of the chemicals that can be responsible for any number of things. But I've seen data on cold showers being used to help treat depression. And I think we all can think of the experience where we jump in really cold water. Maybe we're tubing. Maybe we're playing in a creek. Maybe the, the cold water comes on because someone else flushed the toilet in our house. Whatever it is, it wakes us up. And it's hard to be stuck in whatever mindset we were once in when cold water is hitting us from all sides. Now you would think that would not be a good pre-bedtime routine, but that's where I'm going with this. You know, I've I've read that if you can take a bath before bed, then it will raise your core body temperature and then lower it, which helps you go to sleep. Cuz that's I guess that's one of the reasons why when we wake up, we love those covers and sheets so much because our body temperature is lower. It is so it, everything is warmer and everything is colder at the same time. The sheets are warmer and the out of the sheets is colder. But that's helped me go to bed and it's helped me almost like how folks take melatonin to set their clock. Taking a, a brief cold shower before bed sort of spikes one's energy level for a second. And then it, man, it has really worked to help me go to sleep. I've been getting up at early, before 5 a.m., usually somewhere in the 4.45. And I like to meditate when I first wake up. I never would have done this in the past. It seemed like such a chore. It seemed like something I did not want to do. But I will say that when one is in the dark hours of the morning, and if, if, if I can do it right as soon as I get up, it's almost like there's not enough time to talk myself out of it. And it also is almost like bonus time because you're not yet having to hit the ground running in the workday. So you can just be there for a little bit. And it's been very pleasant to do even 10 minutes in the morning. I've then really loved going for a walk in my very ordinary, nondescript apartment complex. Just going for a 5 to 10 minute walk, it wakes you up. Often, that's one of the most beautiful 
times of the morning is before the day has gotten started, before the world has taken off. And again, there can be this sense of being ahead, having your homework done early. My cat is meowing right now, so if you're hearing that, I don't know if this mic is picking that up, but my cat has meowed maybe seven times in the last five seconds. But going for the walk is also another good way to wake the body up, wake the mind up. I like to make a cup of coffee before I go out. So you're walking with a cup of coffee. And again, it almost is like a plane on the runway. The meditation to the walk, this is all building towards takeoff. When I finish the walk, I like to warm up and do a workout. And this is always something that I had had sort of idolized doing. It's the kind of thing that other people did, quote-unquote other people. Other people being people that were capable of getting up in the morning and doing it. I always felt there's no way that I can use my energy that early and still have energy for the rest of the day. There's no way that I can get up that early when it's so hard to fall asleep. And there's no way that I can have enough time in the morning to do that before I have to to run and get out the door. And all three of those things can be addressed by A, falling asleep quicker, which for me the big thing was those cold showers I mentioned. Uh, I guess the second thing is, well, I'll talk about that in a second, the energy level. And the third is that if you get up that early at 447, 445, you will have time. It's bonus time. A warm-up is essential, I've found, because if I don't, then I will break my body. I will pull something, I will hurt something, and it will take days. And the warm-up feels good now. When I was younger, warm-ups were a chore. They were something like broccoli, where coaches would say, you know, you ought to warm up in the same way that you ought to eat kale. But it's kind of like when you eat kale and you find a way to make kale or broccoli or whatever your version of that is in a way that you like and you get the positive experience of it, then it then it's not broccoli anymore. It's endorphins. It's energy. It's whatever it is. It's no longer the... It doesn't fit in the notebook of things that I should do. And I work out and it and it it wakes me up and again, it feels so much like being ahead, like getting something done. It, it's its own reward in addition to the, all the benefits of strength training or, or cardio or whatever you like, whatever's part of your specific situation. You, you're, there, there can be a sense of pride, and not pride in a negative way, but pride in a doing something that you'd always kind of wish that you could, and you finally are. I don't know if that's the best way of saying that. But the, the part of it that I was always unsure about was, what if I've used my energy? What if I'm really tired by the time I get to work? And what I've found is that working out before work is a great way to not be stressed 
by the inevitable challenges that show up by the myriad of uncertainty that one faces when they go into the office, by the fires that somebody has to put out. I feel like working out in the morning is such an incredible way to take nervous energy and use it. And by the time you get to work then, you've already gotten your heart rate up. It's been amazing. It feels really great. I, I cannot, the whole reason for wanting to record this is just that it has been such a, a, a huge, life-changing thing. And again, it was, it was almost as if one stumbling upon one good way to help situation A, A, falling asleep quicker, move to situation B. Well, I have to get up early because... My commute in the morning is one of the most traffic-laden drives that you could have outside of a, a gigantic city, and it was a necessity, which led to see, why don't I just get up a little bit earlier and work out? I have to say that I was inspired by a podcaster named Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink is a Navy SEAL former Navy SEAL trainer, and his Instagram consists of really three things. Either him making a video about getting up out of bed and attacking the day, him taking pictures of his watch at 4.30 a.m., or pictures of his workout area or the aftermath of his workout area, be it kettlebells, barbells, pull-up bars, all of the above. But that's one of the great things about podcasts that I think has an advantage over other mediums because podcasts offer unfiltered windows into humanity and thus the strategies for getting through this life. I feel like if we watch only the two-minute two clip on Dave Letterman of a celebrity and we don't hear the three-hour podcast of them, you know, we have no sense of empathy with them. It's just not enough time. But if you listen to someone like Jocko or any of the, the myriad of, of cool people out there that have podcasts, then you can hear their routines or how they do things or how they get through things. And that, too, is another powerful piece of this puzzle of me getting up early, and and how I found a way to do that. So what is the aftermath? What is the, the end? What the, These are the means. What is the end? The end is that at work, new challenges, new lessons, new learning, and normal challenges, standard challenges, are less of a big deal if you've worked out before you got in there. And then the, the great thing is after work, when you go home, and whatever you do after work, you're tired at night. You're really tired. I, I once read Sean Stevenson's book, Sleep Smarter, and what he said was you should build your, you, you should have your body produce cortisol in the morning so that at night, melatonin is produced. Those are like 
different sides of the same coin. That's the sciencey explanation, and you should check out that book or talk to people that are scientists or doctors for more. I, I am neither, but it feels great. It feels great to be spent at the end of a day. Spent not only for the, the contents of the workday, but the things that came before. And all the challenges of when you get off of work, the wondering, well, man, am I going to work out today? It's so much easier after a commute, after picking up family members. It's so much harder, I should say, to get it done. Yet another reason why the early morning routine can help in that regard. You know, it doesn't really matter. Maybe this is not your thing. I, I don't mean to say that everybody should have an early morning routine. I don't even know if there is a point to this, but if, if there could be considered a point, I guess it's that for me, something that I always wanted to do, I wish that I would blank. In this case, get up early and work out because it seemed like cool people did that and I wanted to be cool like they were. Actually, I wanted the benefits of it. Whatever your version of that is, it could be as simple as one, one positive momentum. And positive momentum is not always created by willpower. For years, I tried to just willpower it. And, and I, that, I've always been a huge proponent of, of just get up and do it, just figure it out. But for me, again, the first step was figuring out that I had to get up early anyway by necessity. And then the next thing was seeing somewhere that taking a cold shower, before, it was on a podcast. That's what it was. It was on a podcast, hearing that taking a cold shower could be a great bedtime routine. The point is that that's one of the beauties of exploring podcasts, books, any kind of medium or media that can help improve oneself, and we can stumble into it. It could be a podcast about something totally different, but it's these little ideas. It's the, I think that's the beauty, one of the most beautiful parts of life. It can be that childlike sense of trying something new for the first time, and that can also help with the, the battle of the nine-to-five life or the work-a-day life or just... The fact that life itself, it can be monotonous, but figuring out little things that we want to try that are not huge, you know, a cold shower takes me about 90 seconds unless I want it to go longer, but it was such a huge like key that twisted in the lock of this puzzle piece and it contributed to having less stress in the morning, which contributed to working out, which contributed to feeling less stress at work, which contributed to doing better at work, which contributed to sleeping better at night, which helped the entire cycle. That can be the fun thing about picking up a book, about listening to a podcast, is that who knows where this could go? And these are not the things of buy a ticket and fly to Norway, which that could be fun too, but I'm speaking in the realm of a very ordinary life. What are the epic, what are the extraordinary things that one little thing like a cold shower could do to offer?
And that's where I'm going to stop. I don't know, again, that anybody should do it this way. This way has worked for me. And if you have morning routines that are particularly good for you, you know, if if you have a, a, I would love to hear that. I would love to hear what your morning routine is or your night routine. Any kind of daily rituals that you take part in. I'm very interested in this topic because if, if what I've done so far can be such a great change in my life, then who knows what else is possible. I've heard about writers that every day for years they they would get up and write for two hours and then they would go into their work day. I mean, what an, what an amazing, challenging thing to do. So if you have daily rituals, daily habits, if you have things that you aspire to, I'd love to, to hear about this. I mean, you can write me on Facebook. You can post this on the Instagram page, or you could even email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. That's Aaron at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. So I hope you have a great week wherever you are, and I will be back next Tuesday with a conversation with an epic person who's living an ordinary life, or rather, <laughs> an ordinary person who is living an epic life. I guess, I guess it's both at the same time. So until then, have a great week.